You're listening to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. In today's publishing landscape, you can reach fans all over the world. Query letters are a thing of the past. You don't even need a literary agent. There is nothing standing in the way of making a living from writing. Join two best-selling authors who have self-published more than 20 books between them. Now, on to the show with your hosts, Autumn Burt and Jasper Schmidt. Hello, I'm Autumn, and this is episode 127 of the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. And today, Jesper is on break. And so today I have with me fantasy author and founder of Book Funnel, Damon Courtney. Hi, Damon. Welcome to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast, take three. <laughs> this, is, this is take number three we're doing this, yeah. At least the second one wasn't a full one. We got the error message, you know, like five minutes in, but just thank you for sticking with me hey we all have to deal with the technical problems me more than most so i'm the technical guy in the family so anytime there's any problem i get a text from my mother my mother-in-law my father-in-law anybody (laughs) just if there's a tech problem i'm the one who gets the text so it all it happens to all of us you know I'm sorry. Yeah, but I don't think you're supposed to be helping um, on a podcast recording for someone else's podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. We we figured it out. I hope this is going to be the one. They say third time's the charm. Um, Yes, my jokes that I'm Faye. So does my husband. So three is very significant for the Faye. So this is the take. This is the one. I'm this is the one that's going to work. I feel confident in it. We're for everybody out there. We're going to try. It's going to sound like we're being really spontaneous, but we're faking all of it because we've already done this before. Well, as I just learned, which I didn't know the first two times I talked to you, is that you've actually had acting classes. So yeah, you are a net. You're ready for this totally. I have. So I, I spent a lot of. I, I grew up in in doing a lot of theater and a lot of musical theater and things like that. So if you ever catch me at a conference. Uh, you'll you'll sometimes catch me in the karaoke room and things like that. But uh, so yeah, I, I I grew up doing that, and then I grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons. That was really sort of where I got. I mean, I've read fantasy my whole life. It's it's 100% my genre. You know, a little dabbling here and there in science fiction, but I mean, by and large, <laughs> it's it's always been fantasy for me. I loved. Um, I grew up. You know, I didn't play like cowboys and indians like other kids did i didn't play army so i played knights and dragons that's what i wanted to play from from the time that i was a little kid and so uh you know growing up i i i was the dungeon master who did a lot i I ran the group for for a really long time and in fact my friends and i still play uh not as regular as we used to we're we're getting back to a bit more regular we all had kids so we sort of went oh yeah then we had kids and we didn't play at all and now we're sort of coming up the other side of the mountain where a lot of our kids are are reaching that age where we can sort of get back to a more regular schedule but uh, i was gonna say you're not initiating the kids as new players in the game uh, so we are actually so that's awesome yeah no my so my son is 14 and he expressed an interest a few years ago and so the dads got together and all of us have kids that are about that age and we started playing D with them i started running them through a group uh and then my daughter who's 11 who is she's my mini me right so my son is, is very much like my wife and he's a little bit more introverted but he really enjoyed playing D&D. But my daughter, um, she was nine when she started. She, she would listen in on, on my son Julian and I playing. And she very quickly was like, yeah, I, I think I'd like to try to play Dungeons and Dragons. And I said, well, our group is kind of full right now. I would love for you to play, but 
you know, when you get a little bit older. So when she turned 11, she kept asking and I said, yeah, I would love for you to play. So now I actually play, we play Wednesday nights uh, with my coworker and his kids. He has three kids. And then uh, my son, Julian, and my, my daughter, who's 11. Uh-huh. And she is, she's such a ham. Oh, I, I, nice. I mean, which is me, right? She's yeah. absolutely 100% my kid. Um, but it, it, it kills me. She's playing a rogue who um, oh. she, it would be, funny and you would if an adult were playing it you'd think they were playing it as a part she never seems to recall what her backstory is and so in one module she'll tell you that her parents died in the next module it was her dad who ran off when she was a kid and it was just her and her mom and then the module after that her mom died but her dad raised like she just doesn't remember and what's funny is as a rogue you would almost play that off like they're constantly lying about who they are but no she really just can't remember who she is and so she improvs all of it. And the, the, DM, the DM that we're playing with, uh, he's been really, really good. He's also a theater actor. He's, a, he's actually a professional actor. Oh, wow. And, um, so it's, it's really great. He does all the voices and stuff. And oh, Lord, he, he gives her the opportunity to, to role play out her character. So in this, <laughs> this last module, I know we're getting a little off track, but in this last module that we played last week, uh-huh. um, she, he had her find her long lost mother. Oh. which again could have been dead not dead right. I, just depending on which version of, of her character you were asking but had her find her long lost mother and oh the hamminess like she's, <laughs> she's 11 but she's usually sitting right here beside me I have her pull up her desk because I, I help her with some of the technical parts and oh man it was just you know she finds her long lost mother and it was just oh, <laughs> <laughs> mother I mean it was just I'm over here just you know, try not to laugh because she's being very dramatic and she's yeah. very serious about it. Oh my so, yes, gosh. It's been such a, it, it's, it's such a joy watching your kids enjoy the things that you did, you know, yeah. growing up as a kid. Uh, and, and especially something like Dungeons and Dragons. And my son is a big, big fantasy reader. So oh, and we man. talk about the book series that I'm reading and the series that he's reading and we recommend stuff to each other. So yeah, love that. And, and really that's been my whole life all my friends are big fantasy geeks and that's what we do you know i want to hang out with you guys for a weekend i would pay money for that just to get to play with you guys that sounds amazing it's it's a lot of fun and as as we've gotten older it's actually it tends to be more fun because we don't get to see each other nearly as much right Uh, and so when we get back together um it's I don't know. Everybody's the same. We're all the same kids. We're all just geek dads now, but we're all still the same kids. And so we play, you know, characters that are going to mess up the module and, and, you know, characters (laughs) that are going to have fun at at someone else's expense. Anyway. So yeah, when I sat down to write books, when I sat down to uh, Mm self-publish, you know, I I had, my wife had gotten me a Kindle for Christmas, even though against her better judgment, because she knew that (laughs) I was just going to spend all our money buying uh, eBooks. Um, and I read through several books that were sort of, had been on my to-be-read pile for a while. Once we, I, I, I usually, I read at night. I, I don't mm-hmm. sleep till late. And so I'll, I'll get right. climb into bed and that's, I'll read until I fall asleep. But once we had kids, there was almost none of that. I would crawl <laughs> into bed and just, you know, that's it. when I was out. And so as my kids had gotten a little older, I, I really, I missed reading, right? I wanted right. to get back into it. So I convinced her to buy me a Kindle for Christmas, which she did. And uh, I was, I, I'd read several books that were on my to be read pile. And then I was just kind of browsing around through the fantasy books. And I came across a book that, that had like crossed swords on the cover and it had a cool title and it was only three bucks. It was two ninety nine, 
And I, I had not heard about the self-publishing revolution at this yeah. point. This was probably 2009. It was still really early then, yeah. It was. And, and so, uh, and, and what happens was I lucked out because back then a lot of people were putting out not premium product. Let's just call it not triple A titles, right? I agree. Um, and so it, it, it very well could have been that I had picked up a self-published book and then been like, this is not very good. As it happened, it was a really great book. That's fantastic. And then I get to the end and the author's note in the back of the book was just sort of talking about how he'd always wanted to be a writer. And this book was oh. sitting in his heart, in his head for a long time. And as I'm reading this, I realized like, wait a minute, he, he, he just like put this out there all by himself. You could do that. That's a thing. <laughs> and so I went to bed that night thinking, I, I can write a book. I mean, I've been, yeah. I've been making stories my whole life. I could write a book. Yeah. And so I, I got up the next morning and started Googling and searching and found out there's this whole revolution of self-publishing that was happening in the world. Right. And yeah, immediately started uh, writing my, my first book. That is fantastic. I mean, in all of them, I, I have, I have to admit your trilogy looks fantastic. It has dragons on the cover. I mean, it looks the true sword and sorcery dungeon, you know, straight out of being a dungeon master and stuff. They look fantastic. So I think that is fantastic. And I think I, as I said, in one of the previous takes, I didn't know that I, I've been a member of Book Funnel for years and I was Googling it and saw in the intro that it said you were a fantasy author and Book Funnel came out of the fact that you wanted to share a fantasy book, I think it was with your mother. And I'm like, I've got to talk to you. So this is fantastic. Well, and it's cool because I, I, I do a fair number of podcasts and I, I you know, it, it's always about book funnel, which is great. That's, that's what I do. I mean, I sit in this chair, you know, I work in my home office. I sit in this chair and I, I program book funnel every single day, but I don't usually get to talk about the, the writing part. First of all, I'm, I'm not a publishing author at this point. I published my trilogy and then now I write code all day. So, <laughs> um, but I, 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 I do read every single night and I still yeah. read fantasy every night. So I, I love to talk about um, the, the, I love to talk about my books and writing and I do love to talk about fantasy and that's not a part that I usually get to talk about. So I, I was actually excited to come on because we get to do a little bit of both. Hopefully we'll yeah. talk a little bit about Book Funnel. And Absolutely. Yes, if I didn't at least mention it. I oh yeah, yeah, we got to talk at least a little bit, but definitely dragons too. So do you ever right. see either sneak dragons into your code or do you, uh, do you have another story idea in your head and you just, you're letting it percolate? Is there a secret trilogy? I have a whole notebook that I keep where I still write down ideas. My, my feeling is, or my hope is that I, I do absolutely want to get back to writing one day because I just, it, it's, you've always, I mean, if you're a writer, you always sort of had ideas, oh, yeah. right? And now the beauty of the self-publishing world is that if you have an idea, it's, it's entirely up to you whether you choose to make that idea a reality. Oh. Um, like there, there is no one that can tell you no. You can just decide that I'm going to write this book. I'm going to write it the way that I want it. I'm going to put the cover I want, the title I want, and I'm going to put it out there into the world. And I'm going to let readers decide whether it's good enough, right? And I, I truly don't think that if self-publishing hadn't come along that I would have ever written anything. I'm not the kind of person who likes to go out and, and um, ask people's permission to do stuff. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't have wanted to go through the query and the editor and, and then have a bunch of people tell me that I suck. I know that I suck. I, I can be very self-deprecating, I promise you. Most so, authors can. Right, right. We're all, we're all really good at, at imagining how bad we suck. Right. And so I, I, I can't imagine anytime I'd ever thought about writing as a, as a, as a young man, I, I definitely would not have. I always thought, yeah, but I don't want to go through all of that. And so I just never did. It, it really wasn't until self-publishing came along and I thought, wow, I, 
I want to try that. I just want to see if I can do it. Right. Um, and then when I actually sat down, what's funny is I, um, I, I, I can be a little flighty sometimes. I have these grand ideas and then yeah. I don't execute or I execute 20% and then I abandon them. And so I, um, I actually started writing the first book. I bought a copy of Scrivener, which was yeah. like 45 bucks. Yeah, after doing all, yeah, it's just crazy, right? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, and so I started writing it and um, I didn't tell my wife, which is strange for me because oh. we talk about everything. And uh, it wasn't until I actually finished the book. Now it was the first draft and it wasn't yeah. anything, it, you know, I still had a lot of work left to do on it. Oh. Um, but there was always this, this little fear in the back of my head that well, you're just going to start writing this book and you're never going to finish it. It's yeah. not going to be a thing that you continue. So I, I started writing it late at night in my spare time and then I was sitting at the dinner table one day and, and talking to my wife and I, you know, kind of took a bite and I was like, so I've, I've been kind of thinking about maybe writing a book. <laughs> she goes, oh, well, okay. Like what kind of book? I'm like, you know, like fantasy, just something like that. She says, I think that's a great idea. I think you'd be really good at that. And then took a few more bites. I already wrote a book. And, and, uh, and then, I didn't want to tell her until I finished it. Oh, and, then, um, and then as I was, I, I continued on and I wrote the trilogy, I actually had a similar thing where I had this idea for a book funnel and I thought, oh, this is a really cool idea. I see this problem and that indies have, I have the same problem and I think I can solve that problem. But I knew that if I allowed myself, I still hadn't finished my trilogy, which I still absolutely love the sort of tr very traditional fantasy trilogy i can totally get behind the authors who are writing like 18 book series but like i need an ending i, mm -hmm. I want something where i know that i'm going to get to the end of this storyline and then you can write a new trilogy and you can give me another story but i really need to wrap this guy up <laughs> uh, and so i i hadn't finished the the third book of my trilogy yet and i knew that if i started if i gave myself permission to move on and, and work on this new idea that i had which was book funnel that i would never finish the series and so I, 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 I basically made that my, you know, I, you have to finish, you have to finish writing this because you set out to, to do this. You started, you wanted to be a self-published author. So go and do that, finish the series, and then you can go write that thing. And so that's what I did. I finished publishing my trilogy and then I started building Wolf Hall. That is amazing. And that's, that's definitely, um, I understand I'm a task oriented. I like having one big project at a time. So I could see how that totally derail you. But it's it is funny. So if you hadn't been an author, we wouldn't have Book Funnel. And Book Funnel is huge. I think you are definitely, if not the number one, I think you were one of the first to come out with how you deliver things. And I know I think everyone I've listened to a couple of the podcasts you've been on, and every single one I think the interviewer was like, I totally underuse Book Funnel because you have put so much. There's like hidden gems in there that every once in a while I'm like, oh, you do audio files now right i have audiobooks yeah. i need to look into that more i'll make myself a note i'm, I'm really good with sticky notes on my computer <laughs> on my screen i absolutely love stickies thank you for mac <laughs> <laughs> yeah it started as something really small which was just i i had my first book and and you know the advice from all the gurus at the time was sort of that you know, you should, hey, you should get people to, you should be building a, a mailing list and you should get people onto your mailing list and you should give them like a, a nice, a, which we now call a reader magnet, but basically it's just a free story. If you have a bigger series, maybe the first book of your series for free, something, right? Just right. to say, hey, thanks for joining my list. 
And so I actually, I, I said, oh, that's a great idea. So I went out and wrote a, a short story that actually turned into a 25,000 word novella because so it, it couldn't stop. I couldn't stop writing it. Uh, and then I had this thing in my hand that I was like, okay, cool. I, I've got my reader magnet, which at the time was just a free thing. And how do I deliver it? So I go and I click on like all of the big authors of the time, which most of them are still huge today. And like, okay, how are they delivering it? Uh, they attached like a PDF or an EPUB or a Mobi to an email and said, here's your book. And I thought, that, that can't be it. That, that can't be how you do this. Cause there's no way that a lot of, I know a lot of people who would never figure this out. And so the, the first iteration of BookFunnel was really just trying to solve that problem. I, I need to make this really easy for a reader to get a book. And if you had found us five years ago, that was all we did was we just, you created, we created a little landing page for you. It, it showed off your book cover and it said here, click here and we'll help you get your book to your Kindle or your Kobo or your Mac or your PC or whatever it is you want to read on. Um, and then, you know, then started the, the feature requests. Every, if you put out any business in the world, <laughs> and talk, you know, it's the beauty of being a writer is sometimes yeah. that you, you write a book and you actually get to be done with it. You can say, mm -hmm. I'm done with that book. Now, you may not be done with that world. You may decide, I want to do another trilogy in that world, or mm -hmm. I want to take this character and I want to write a standalone that expands on their story. And you'll get readers who are like, I want to hear more about such and such, or can you write some more books about such and such? But by and large, if you do your job right and people love your characters and you love your world, they will accept that you're done with that story. But in software, you're never done. There is never <laughs> no. a, hey, we just added the final feature. Thank goodness we're done with that. I mean, how um, many times so has Stephen King retired? So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so we, you know, at the minute we put BookFunnel out into the world, we started getting all these feature requests. And so the BookFunnel today that is five years on has myriad features that, nice. that you can do all kinds of things. And yes, we added, we added short audio delivery. We added full audiobook delivery. Oh. Um, you know, we still do the core of what we do, which is that ebook delivery. Mm -hmm. But now we have group promos where you can join other authors and find new readers in your genre and you can work together with with other authors to create landing pages and bundles that you can that you can all promote together and yes you can do audio and you can send out your arcs through a service we have called certified mail that yes. you know that, that does all this really cool stuff and sends automated reminders and follow-up emails and all this kind of stuff and it's hard because if you had started a few years ago coming into book funnel would have been really easy we do this one thing and yes. as we have grown there's so much more that you can do so that that thing that you said that's a common refrain that we hear i'm, yes. I'm under utilizing my book <laughs> funnel and that's just because we we're always building new stuff we're yes. always coming up with new features and sometimes we tell you about it and then we move on and we work on the next feature i call them feature grenades we just kind of throw them at people yeah. and then we move on and start working on something else and that's not that's not great, but I'm an engineer. It's what I do. When I finish one project, I go and I work on the next project. Yeah. And I hear that a lot with authors with um, even their own newsletters. They send out an email saying, hey, this book's been released. And maybe they'll just mention something like six months later saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I love the new reviews on this book. And they get a ton more sales because people right. forgot that the book, you know, they hadn't seen that the book was out. And it's just like, I can see that with BookFunnel. You need like a, a, a like step-by-step -step comparison chart. Like, oh, by the way, at this date, we relaunched this. Have you checked it out again? <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Like, hey, since the last time you were here, here's all the stuff we've added. Exactly. I, I, you might need to think about that because I know for me, like, 
one of the things that drug, drew me in because I have a little bit of techie. I've got a computer software engineer in my family and my dad was getting to computers. So out of my family, I'm kind of like, I'm a low tier tech person, but I know what mm -hmm. I'm doing. And uh, I was delivering my own eBooks and stuff like that. But it was the questions from the you know reader saying, hey, I don't know how to put this on my blah, 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 blah phone. And I'm like, look, I just got my first smartphone. I don't know how you put a file on it. <laughs> and I think somewhere I saw someone's like, you know, book funnel, they have tech people that do that for you. I'm like, uh, 20 bucks a year. I think there's a starting price. I'm sold, yeah. sold, sold. You answer all my questions like that. You saw, you, didn't you say like you have people, you have, like, can do, still do it to like really archaic devices that we consider oh, Blackberries? We still, yeah, we still see Blackberries. Oh uh, I still, we have people that are on Windows XP. Oh gosh. Uh, what is it? I think the Blackberry is probably the oldest one that's still I am like really really you're still using that. We see some Windows phones. I mean wow. just it's 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 pretty impressive sometimes. It, it's happened a few times, you know, it, it's you think I were kidding you, but I'm not when I tell you that there are people that we've probably had a half dozen requests in the last 5 years where somebody asked us for a PDF because they wanted to print the whole Ooh. thing out so they could read it on paper. And I was just like that's 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 not how ebooks work, <laughs> but you know, because I mean, on book, so you can offer a PDF if you want to. Uh, we, you know, we we give you the flexibility to offer whatever file formats that you want, and we take care of the delivery part. But yes, it, you, PDFs are always optional. But we do get, we have had some of those requests, and I I got that first request, and I thought surely they were messing with me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the more I emailed them back, I realized they're not messing with me. That's really what they wanted, um, which just seems like I was very much, as soon as I could read digitally, I, my wife actually, that, that same Christmas that, that I got the Kindle, she bought a hardback of, of a series that I'd, I'd read for many years. And it was the latest book in the series. And I, I cracked open the book and I started to read it. And I think I got three chapters in before I put it down, grabbed my Kindle, bought the same book in ebook. <laughs> And never look back. I read everything electronically. It was a it was an easy switch for me. Yeah. Which is, you know, my wife is a is a huge audiobook listener, and oh. and she's had the same experience now that she's she has become an audio first yes. uh, consumer. If if the if the book is out an audiobook, one hundred percent, she's going to get the audiobook first. And if it doesn't have it an audiobook, which sometimes happens just because mm -hmm. of delays, then she'll still read the ebook part. But she absolutely prefers audiobooks over any other format now. Yeah, that's my husband has never been a fantastic reader, but he discovered audiobooks and oh, he's gotten through more books this year than I have. I'm like, how did this happen? <laughs> I'm so impressed. <laughs> but that's so you first time you did a so you said you did a reader magnet that ended up being a novella, and you get to see all these stats behind the scenes. So what is the best reader magnet that you think? works out is it giving away a whole book novellas short stories people do excerpts what do you think works out the best for readers getting readers to pick up a book so i'll tell you it it really goes pretty much the way you would expect it from a tier right so the best thing you can possibly do is a full novel okay. um and i don't if you're just starting out as an author if you've only got one or two books i don't recommend you do that because you don't have a lot to sell right um if but if you're an author out there i mean we have authors that have deep backlists. They've got 20, 30, 40 books out. Okay, I'm happy to give you, uh, we have several authors that will even give you the first, they've got three or four series, and they'll give you a starter library, which is the first book of each of those series for oh, free. Nice. 
And the beauty is, is like, I just, if I can get you to read book one and you mm-hmm. like it and you convert, then you're going to go on and buy the whole series, right? So I, if I have a deep backlist like that, then I'm happy to give away one, a, a full novel, maybe even two or three, if I've got a really, a multiple series and a really big backlist, because yeah. that is the the goal that that reader magnet, that lead magnet is always there to get people to read it and then drive you into buying the rest of the series. If you don't have a full novel or if you don't have a long backlist, a novella works great. Um, most readers feel like a novella is just a short novel, right? They don't, they don't have, I don't see anybody ever complain about a novella. Um, and then you, there are several things that you can do there that work really, really well if you're just starting out a series. So if you're a fantasy author and you're, you're just, you've got your first book published and you're like, okay, now I wanna start building up that newsletter, mm-hmm. writing a, a prequel novella, which, it's so easy for fantasy authors because we've it's already done, right? Well, we've already, I mean, I guarantee you there's not a fantasy author out there who hasn't written their first book and doesn't have like 3,000 years of history they've already written in their head. We're like, well, I mean, that happened in the Dragon Wars a thousand years ago. And before that, it was the War of Magic and blah, 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 blah. And so like you have all of this world to play with. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is either just decide that you're going to pick some piece of that world that you're going to pull out or if you have some characters maybe not even your main protagonists but some side character that you're going to pull out of your book and say I'm going to write a prequel novella or you take your protagonist and say okay I'm going to show you what happened just when they were kids how he discovered magic for the first time right something that you didn't like you you sort of alluded to in your book Um, and the best reader magnet that you that you can have for a series like that in fantasy is is something that ties back into the series because what you really want is they read that prequel novella and they get to the end and they want to immediately jump into the series because Mm -hmm. remember the point of this thing over here the reader magnet is to get you to buy this thing over here which is the actual books you're selling um so that's that works really 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 well um and and it also works as a secondary if somebody organically buys your book one and gets to the end and you say hey thanks for reading i hope you love my book if you'd like to know where the heroes first met i have this prequel that you can get for free just for signing up for my newsletter right so it it works both as a just sort of a you never heard of me before Uh give this a read you might like my writing and oh, you have heard of me. You've read some of my books. This book will fill in some of the story. Remember where they talked about that first time they met? Here's that story and you can nice. read that. And so that works really, really well for that. You can do the same thing with a short story. And I will tell you that again, full novel, readers love the most. Novella, they love second. Short story, they love third. Excerpts, they love last. If you're yeah. going to do an excerpt, it, it's yeah. entirely possible Um, We have a lot of authors that do it. You just want to be really, really clear that what they are getting is chapter one through four, Mm -hmm. or they're getting some excerpt. You you want to make clear that they are not getting the full book because you are there on Book Funnel with other authors who are giving away a full book or who are giving away a novella. And so you want yours to be really clearly stated that this is not the full thing. So that they don't feel like they got tricked somehow. Yeah, the last thing you want to do is make a reader feel like they were tricked or gypped into doing something that would be... Right. Well, and I mean, you know, it's... You gave up your email address. You know, nobody, nobody, nobody paid money for the excerpt. But at the same time, you want people to walk away with a good feeling. It's one of the things that I tell people. I, I see these questions a lot when they talk about their reader magnet. And the question that always comes up is it... Unfortunately, what I see happen is it feels like 
authors are trying to do their best to do the least amount of work for this reader magnet thing. Like, can I just write a 500 word short story? Well, you can, <laughs> yeah. but that's not gonna impress anybody. And then it's like, well, can I just write a novella? Can I, can I do this? And then it becomes, do I have to buy a professional cover? Can't I just write some, scribble some words in paint and put that up there? And what I tell people is, this might be, this reader magnet that you're putting out there into the world, this might be the first time a reader is ever introduced to you as an author, right? They've never, they, they haven't read your other books. They aren't already in love with you as an author. Yes. So this might be the first thing they ever see from you. Do you really want that to be the first product that they, they get to know you for? Yeah. When the goal is you like this so much that you went on to buy these other things. And it's especially short-sighted if you have a longer running series, if you've got six and eight books or, or multiple trilogies that run back to back, um, it's, it's really short-sighted not to spend a few bucks to buy a really good cover for that mm -hmm. novella, knowing that if I get you to read this, you might go and buy the entire series from me. Yes, I, I still, and I agree, I do still, still see questions like, oh, you know, you, they just whip off um, the reader magnet. Sometimes it's don't, you need to do, you need to put as much care, almost more care. You need to give your best stuff away for free so that you can get the readers right. to love your series and be willing to stick with you. It's that concept of like a thousand true fans. You want them to be just, wow, this is fantastic. I've got to buy everything you've ever written and I'm going to stick with you for the next decade like you have with your favorite authors. And that's huge if you can get that kind of buy-in. And that's what you want. You you yeah. get the, so if I give you a free book and, and, and you know, you, you, Somebody comes into BookFunnel and either, you know, you hope that you can drive traffic organically. That's uh, that's going to be the best traffic you can get. Somebody who gets to the end of your book and it's like, wow, I really like that book. And I definitely want to read that prequel. The beauty of that is, um, so BookFunnel allows you to create uh, multiple tracking links that you can send, you can do anywhere you want. So you can actually put a, a different link in the back of book one, in the back of book two, in the back of book three. You can offer the same reader magnet, but there are different tracking links that go into the back of each one. So this gives you the ability to find out where people are coming from. And That's the nice brilliant. thing about that is um, if you get to the end, if you have a reader who gets to the end of book one and they hated your book, the likelihood that they're going to be like, you know what, I want to go read the prequel of this terrible book and find <laughs> out what happened is very low. So if they get to the end of book one or even better to the end of book two or book three, and then they join your newsletter, you know that that person, they really liked what they read, yeah. right? Because you, you, they came back for more. They actually came and they gave their email address and they downloaded that, that novella. And so that's the best traffic that you can get. But that doesn't mean that you can't get great traffic from other authors. If I write fantasy and you write fantasy mm -hmm. and 18 other people that we all work together and you send it to your newsletter and I send it to my newsletter, there are two really great things that happen. One, we all write fantasy. So- yeah. My readers, yeah, they're predisposed to like what you're writing. And your readers are predisposed to like what I'm writing, especially if we're all just like, we're straight up epic fantasy, sword and sorcery. Like we're really in the genre, right? Um, the second thing is, if I send it to my newsletter and they click on it and then click your book, then the reader who just clicked on that is the exact kind of reader who A, reads emails from authors and, <laughs> Yay. Clicks on, and then clicks on links in those emails. So any reader that gets sent to your list is definitely the kind of reader that you wanna that you wanna be giving your book to, okay. and but those people are their leads, right? People think that they they you got three hundred new people to sign up, which is not uncommon. You can join a group promo on BookFunnel and have hundreds of new people join your newsletter, 
And then what you really need to do is that's a lead. So they looked at your cover and they're like, wow, it's got dragons on it. Love dragons. <laughs> and then they looked at the title and like, wow, the, the dragon sword. Oh, that's, that looks cool. I, I definitely want that book. But now they're not a fan of yours yet. They're just a lead that liked your book and that's great. So you got them, you hooked them, mm -hmm. but now you need to set the hook and bring them in. So that's where you want to make sure that they read your book and then go on to become a super fan. It's like you were talking about the, the, yeah. the thousand true fans, right? Because what you're trying to do is I need to get more traffic. I need to get people to read the book. But my goal is ultimately, once you read this book, I want to turn you into a super fan who will buy everything that I write for the rest of time. And I know that you, I mean, we've talked about it, but like <laughs> as, a, as a kid, there were authors that I knew, I, I, I knew their name and I went into the bookstore and anytime they had a new book out, I bought it instantly. And oh, they, yeah. I have those, some of those authors that I read when I was 10 years old, I'm 45 now, 35 years later, I'm still buying the book the instant I see their name, right? I have a lot. I have an author alarm set up and as soon as they publish a new book, bam, I go and I buy it. Yeah. And, and that's, that's that's what you want. Yeah, uh, that's one thing I do love about Amazon and even BookBub where you can follow uh, authors and have those new release alerts because it's like, yeah, get so excited about a new book. So that is, I know last time, I, I always forget that you can do the uh, the new, the links. I used to be so good at doing links. Like I would do a new link with every single giveaway because I love the newsletter newsletter swaps and the giveaway, group giveaway options that you can get mm -hmm. through BookFunnel. There's days it's like I have an alert set up whenever a new one comes out. It's like 20 new giveaways. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. I'm not going to join that many this month. I can only put so <laughs> many in my newsletter. I've got to pick like the top four and that's right. all I get. But it it's nice that people can be very, specific but they can also join you know there's wide giveaways and then there's the focused one like to your genre and sometimes subgenre. you can get fantasy or urban fantasy sure. what do you think works the best for authors i mean should they be going wide do you think they work really well if you're a fantasy author and you're teaming up with romance writers or is it good to throw your hat in those occasionally or do you think it's good to stick with your genre um so i would say that it, if you uh, so the best thing is always going to be to get as close to your genre as possible. If you write epic fantasy, which is what I, I love, so that's always the example that I use, but uh, let's take romance, for example. Um, you could join like a mega romance promo that has hundreds of other books in it. But the thing is that romance readers, oftentimes, they, they, they might hop around between a few genres, but a lot of times, if I read contemporary romance, that's what I like. So your Amish romance is not going to appeal to me and your Regency romance is not really going okay. to appeal to me. And so there may be some crossover. I read contemporary romance, but small town romance is, is contemporary and I kind of like some of that. Um, so you might get um, some, some really good readers from a larger promo like that that's just sort of broadly romance. But you're definitely going to do better if I write small town clean romance, right? Mm -hmm. So no explicit scenes and things like that. Um, then if I can find other authors who are all in exactly that genre, small town, clean romance, then all of our readers are definitely going to like the thing that we're writing. Um, that doesn't mean that if you have the, if there aren't a lot of those promos, right? If you're looking at, at small town, clean romance and you find one or two, but you're sending out your newsletter every week. And so every week you like to include just a little bit of, just a little promo down at the bottom that says, hey, I'm in this promo with some other great clean romance authors. You might check it out. Um, if you can only find two of them, and then you've got two more weeks and a month to fill, you might try one of those larger ones, because the worst thing that happens is, what, some new people find your book? 
Ooh, I mean, yeah, horrible. <laughs> that's, yeah, right. Terrible. But you may actually end up getting a really solid reader from that group. They may be that they're a contemporary author or even that they read Regency romance, but your cover, your cover looked funny to them and they decided to give it a try. Um, and so they did. And now you've got a super fan, right? You, you don't know where your super fans are going to come from. We always think that we know. Um, we get to, to into our heads and we think that we know who our ideal reader is. And you may be right. You may even be really, really close to what your ideal reader is. But that doesn't mean that you know who every reader is. Um, so you, I, I always tell people, draw, if you can find the niche genres that you can narrow down and get as close to your genre as possible, those readers are going to be a lot closer to your, your absolute target audience. Mm -hmm. But it's worthwhile. We have uh, at least a couple times a year, authors will put together a big sci-fi fantasy mega promo, right? Nice. With hundreds yes. of fantasy books. Now, fantasy and science fiction, right? Which always, for some reason, <laughs> they always get lumped together. We even lump them together. And, yeah. and look how I feel terrible because the truth is I, I do read, I dabble a little bit in science fiction, but I am by and large a, a fantasy reader. That's what I, 90% of what I read is going to be epic fantasy, that sort of, you know, and I'll, I'll shift around between medieval epic fantasy and oh this one's based on Egyptian and this one's samurai mythos and things like that that's really cool but that's going to be what I read but we always lump those together that said a giant promo that has a hundred sci-fi fantasy authors in it means that you are going to get exposed to a hundred people's audiences yeah and so and again what's the worst thing that happened they saw your cover it looked good they downloaded it they might read your book yeah, that'd be fantastic. I have to admit, every once in a while, like when I start, when I do some really genre specific and I see like the same books I've seen for month after month, right. I'm like, it looks like a good giveaway, but maybe I'm going to go try something else that has different books because then we all, I want to start reaching, you know, different authors and reaching out to different readers. And if you're, get, if you're ending up in the same newsletter every single month, that's probably going to, you know, start tapering off eventually. Right. So I know I asked you this question the first time and it was funny because you looked a little surprised by like, oh, this is a difficult one because I tried so hard to find a question that no one had asked you and I've already asked it before. <laughs> so, what do you think is your, what is either your favorite or the most underutilized feature in Book Funnel? Oh, what was my answer last time? <laughs> yeah. I'm just uh, I actually I, remember because I was like, oh, I agree, I love that one. So um, what the most underutilized feature in Book Funnel? Um, darn, now I need a crib sheet because you if you tell me the answer, that's what I would pick. But now I can't think of, of uh, <laughs> my favorite features uh, is probably the themes. So we- uh, And so, that's what you picked last okay, time. Right, so, so, so it's, it's, I'm trying to think of, there are so many features and so many things you can do in BookFunnel, but I'll tell you like as a developer, just like a writer, right? Nobody sits down to write a book that they don't want someone to read, right? You, as authors, I know we all play coy. We're like, oh, I, I would just love, I'm just happy to have written the book. I, I don't really care if anyone reads it. You liar, oh, no, you're you a liar, liar. Do, yeah. You absolutely want somebody to read that book. And you feel good when I got, the first time I got a review that wasn't one of my buddies, I was like, <laughs> holy crap, someone read my book and they liked it. And so that's a super, that's a, that's a wonderful feeling. It's no different being a software developer. You, you go and you sit down and you build this super cool new feature and you think, wow, everybody's gonna love this. And then you put it out there and nobody uses it. And that's just, that's like having a book that no one reads, right? And so uh, one of the features, one of the things that we tried to do really early on when we gave people BookFunnel was 
um, give authors the power to, to express themselves on their pages. And so when we made our landing pages, we made your book cover really huge because the, to me, that is the number one thing that a reader is going to look at. Look, you go into a bookstore and there's a reason why the face out books sell way more than the spine out books, right? And so my feeling was like, no, give them the book cover really large. And then the next thing was give them a, a tagline, give them a hook, right? Don't just say download your copy of book title, give them something that hooks them in. And that it, authors don't think about that sometimes, but those are the things that, you know, when, when, when you land on a page, what readers are looking for is they look at your cover first, your title second, your blurb third, and then from those three, they're going to decide whether they actually want to click and then get that book. Yeah. And a misconception that I see with a lot with a lot of authors is when they're setting up their reader, reader magnet, their assumption is that because this is free, that everyone will just take it. And that's mm -hmm. not how that works. Mm -hmm. Like a free thing, you still have to convince people that they want this thing. And so that cover, that tagline, that blurb, all of those are working together to get people to go, oh, this sounds really good. And then the second piece of that is it's, it's not just getting them to take a copy. I need you to then read it <laughs> because if you get important. it and you put it on your Kindle, but you don't actually read it, it doesn't actually do me any good. So all of those pieces are working in concert. And from the very first days of Book Funnel, we, we tried to give authors the power to, to customize the text and customize the look of their landing page, but it, it was never quite complete. I think we had 10 or 12 like color options that you could choose from, and we wanted to limit it so that it wasn't, um, so that mostly so that authors couldn't shoot themselves in the foot and come up with like a lime sherbet page uh, oh. that, you know, that blinds people. But ultimately, but ultimately uh, we released just a few months ago, we released a, a feature called themes that really lets you own the entire page. And the reason was that we saw more and more authors who really had leaned into creating their author brand, right? Mm -hmm. not, not just each individual book, but who are you as an author? What kind of books do you write? And why would I want to read your books over someone else's? If you're a grim, dark fantasy author, then make it very clear that that you know your books are filled with antiheroes and it's all grimdark because that's going to attract, it's going to do two things. It's going to attract the readers who love that stuff and it's going to push away the readers who don't want to read that stuff which is okay it's okay to be opinionated in your writing and say look i write grimdark so if you're not into that you're probably not going to like my books right um and but more and more authors were starting to lean into that author branding they had created their own they'd had designers create logos and they had their own, like, this is my brand color, right? They're John Deere green, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and so we said, we started seeing more of that and, yeah. and thought we can do that, right? Because one of the messages that we've always put out is that we're not in the, the business of building our brand. We're in the business of building your brand. I actually don't care if anybody knows who Book Funnel is. Now, readers love us because we've been getting them, helping them get books for five years. And so we have a lot of loyal readers who absolutely love Book Funnel, but I, I want them to get your book. I want them to drive towards your brand. So we released themes a few months ago that really lets you design the pages the way that you want them to set your colors, to set the 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 way that the fonts are displayed. And then you can even replace our logo. You can actually remove the book funnel logo from your page entirely and put your own logo in its place. And I think that's 
I think that's awesome. I want you to make your pages your own so that when somebody lands on it, they know that they're looking at an Autumn Burt book. They're not looking at a book funnel page, right? They're looking mm -hmm. at your stuff. Yeah. So I'm glad I had the same answer. I had to think about it for a second. I'm you like, did. what is my favorite feature? <laughs> and like I said, I was so excited because I am a graphic designer. When you released it, I think it was the same day I got the email. I'm like, oh, I am setting up some. <laughs> you know, it was so cool to be able to put, because I do have my own logo, logo and to be able to put that up on the corner. And I mean, it looks like it's my page. It's my branding. And yeah. I was just like, yes, this is so awesome. So I, I, I have to admit, I love that one. I'm waiting for right now. It's just color choices. If you ever allow like a PDF background I'll be, or like a JPEG background, be like, but <laughs> just an idea. But that I do love being able to choose the colors and play around with it. So that was so exciting. And now they all look the same. So yeah. yeah and you get once you create a theme, you can set that as the default for yeah. a pen name. So on BookFunnel, you can have multiple pen names, mm -hmm. which means that you know this pen name, my sci-fi pen name, has this cool dark black starfield sort of feeling. Yeah. And then over here, my fantasy one is I write noble bright fantasy, which is the opposite of grimdark, which is actually <laughs> just fantasy. And so you can write these, you know, over here, my pages are are for my fantasy pen name are this. Yes. And so you can create multiple themes. You can even create a series theme, right? If you have a, of a set of colors or if you've created a logo that's specific to a series, you can actually create a series theme and then label all of the, the books in that series using that theme. And every time somebody lands on a page for a reader magnet or the first book in series or even just a page that drives them to Amazon, all of that is themed in exactly the same thing. And so there's a, there's a continuity there. And you can set a default and say, oh, this is my Autumn Burt theme. I want it set on that author, that pen name, so that any page I create with that pen name is automatically going to be set to that theme so that you do start to get that cohesiveness for readers. Yeah, it's just, it's fantastic. It's almost, I mean, I can make it match my website. It's it's perfect because I do use Book, book Funnel. I love your coding help, by the way, because I went and used Book Funnel to hook up to my PayPal and I have it on a different, on the I'm Writing Fantasy website th through PayHip. Mm -hmm. and to be able to sell direct sales to readers and one you have coding that makes it like this step by step it's like you could figure it out as long as you can read some instructions and follow them and it is fantastic because you're right you've been around long enough book funnel is like the number one way of delivering books and so when you tell when i have like why buy for me on my website and it mentions hey these are the same books delivered through book funnel that you would get if you were just downloading my first you know my free giveaway and it has that buy-in, like, okay, it's not a virus infected thing that's gonna right. liquefy the innards of my computer. So that's, it is nice that you guys have been around and you do such a good job with the delivery that, you know, readers are not like, oh, okay, I used to be afraid of getting something directly from an author, afraid that someone would have inspected it somehow. And now well, it's and fine. And we give, so readers actually have a library of all the books they've ever gotten from BookFunnel, whether they got a free book or whether they bought a book from your website and we delivered that because we do direct sales delivery. We haven't talked about that, but that's you sell direct and then we handle the delivery of part yeah. about that. The nice thing about that is because there are so many tens of thousands of readers that use, authors that use BookFunnel, there are millions of readers that go through BookFunnel every month. Wow. And there are tens of thousands of authors that 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 either deliver free books or they do sales or they do both. Mm -hmm. uh, and now we've got a lot of audiobook authors that are using us. We launched That's audiobooks amazing. last November. Yeah. And so we have lots of audiobook authors that are starting to do direct sales of their audiobooks too. That's What's amazing. great about that is we have millions of readers out there who already have a, a library with book funnels. So if they buy a book from your website, it gets added to their library. But if they buy a book from my website, 
it goes to the same library. So even though they bought from two authors, completely different websites, they all funnel together. They all funnel together into, I know, he said the title. Um, they all come together to be like one library. So we have readers that have thousands of books in their book funnel library, and they can read them in the book funnel app. They can read them in the cloud. We have a cloud reader where they can read all of their books right from their browser, or they can send it to their Kindle and we'll, they, I mean, like, it's cool because we have so many readers that do recognize our brand and recognize the word book funnel and go, oh, I know how to do that. I, I know how to get a book from that. So we do tell people if you're going to sell direct from your site, we have a little delivered by book funnel logo that you can put there that just says, if you know what this is, it does provide a certain level of confidence to readers like oh i know that i'm going to be able to get this book i understand i know what that means i already have a book from a library i mean we have i think i checked it the other day we probably have fifteen thousand people a day that are reading directly in our app so not you know when we started wow. book funnel was all about we, we do our best to try to send the books to your kindle app or to your kobo app or your nook or whatever it is that you're reading in but over time we had more and more it's Indie authors, we, we are steeped in this stuff, right? We live in this stuff every single day. We, we, we follow the Facebook groups, we follow keyboards, like we read all of these posts. And so you start to get this idea in your head that, that the world works one way because we're in this vacuum of, of self-publishing information. I don't say vacuum, but we're in this, this bubble where we're always being bombarded with information. Mm -hmm. And you don't realize how many people out there have never read an ebook before um, right. because I see them in my queue every single day. <laughs> Um, we answer four or 500 emails a day. Wow. And it, it was surprising to me how many people we would get who would say, I don't know how to do this. I've never read anything but paper books from the library. How do I do this? And what we found was that um, the assumption for most authors is everybody's got a Kindle. Everybody's got the Kindle app. And the truth is that that's not true. And so we, but here we were and we would say, oh, we'll go download the Kindle app and you can read in that or download the Kobo app and you can read in that. But all of those apps required a lot more work than just here, you can just read in our app. And because we didn't have an app that you could read in, we actually didn't launch that until last January. But when we when we launched that and we launched our cloud-based reader, mm -hmm. um, immediately we started seeing an uptick in readers who just, I'll just read it here in the book funnel app. And so the great thing about that is that if you're selling your book and I'm selling my book and tens of thousands of other authors are selling their books, then if all of them are going through the same place, then those readers do gain a confidence that, ah, I know where my books are going and I know that I'll be able to get them later on another device. When I buy a new iPad, I can just yeah. get the book funnel app and boom, there's all my books. Yes, I think that is brilliant. Cause I, I do remember hearing horror stories about like if Barnes and Noble or something, you know, went down one of the big ebook stores, all those ebooks, I mean, you're, where, what do you do with them, especially if they're at least book, at least a lot of them use the same technology like EPUB, even Amazon's EPUB yeah. now. Thank you. But <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, if it's still up in somebody else's cloud or it's only on your nook, I mean, what do you do if it's, right. you know, the store is gone? So I do kind of like the fact that it's like, you know, you have all this. Out of curiosity, is there a way of following an author on BookFunnel? So if you say like, I love, you know, Autumn Burt, I want to know if she has any other books here that I can pick up. Is there a way of doing that? Not right now, but no, we're like always, we've, we've talked a lot. I'd say we, my wife, Julie, and I run the company. We're, we're still brilliant. a really, really small company. It's it's really just five of us that that do everything. Um, and it's it, the, other, the other three are our support team. But it's pretty much just Julie and I who, who I do all the programming and Julie runs the company. So wow. we, um, 
we're always talking about ideas because that's the that's the big thing, right? The the one that the question that we get from all the authors is how do I find new readers? Right. Um, and especially, I think it's great. And, and what we've tried to do and what I've tried to tell authors is um, as much as possible, you should be pushing readers to your newsletter, to your website so mm -hmm. that they can get it, it, so that we're so that nobody is in the middle, right? Right. Um, Facebook is, is great for reaching people. Twitter, you can get on Twitter, you can reach people. If you're Instagram, you like to post pictures. There are all these amazing social media tools that you can yeah. find people, but all of those tools act as middlemen between you and the reader. Yeah. And what's really amazing is that we, before self-publishing, you didn't really have that, that that's not a thing that really existed, right? I mean, I remember as a kid growing up that reading those books and you know, you might find the occasional author who had like a fan club that you could join and you yeah. could write a letter to or something like that. But you couldn't just jump on Twitter and say, hey, such and such, I loved your latest book. And they reply back and go, so glad you loved it, yeah. right? That's that's an amazing thing. And I think that's even more so with self-published authors. People don't feel like, I mean, there are authors that I've read for years that to me would be unapproachable. If they were at a conference, I would be the one going, you know, like, Tittering off to the side, like, oh, I can't go, I can't go. If I ever see Neil but Diamond, I'm going to have a heart attack. What did you just say? If oh, I said Neil Diamond, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, now, yeah, if you saw him, you would be like, oh my god. Uh, he's right there, I could just go over and say hi. No, he's um, a real person. <laughs> so, but like for self-published authors, I, I don't think there is as much of that. There is a sort of a feeling of these are just real people and they're publishing great books. Yeah. And so I, I always tell authors that you should absolutely take that connection as, as close as you can. Let that reader talk directly to you. Um, you know, there's this term that we use in software development called Flintstoning. And if you can imagine like Fred Flintstone, like paddling his feet under the car. Yeah. And what it, what it really means is um, there's a phrase we say that says, do the things that don't scale. And that is like, anytime you have to personally answer an email, right? You, Autumn Burt, you get an email from a reader and they say, hey, I've just finished the such and such series and I absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. um, you have to answer all those emails. And that's not something that scales because there's one Autumn Burt and, yeah. and she can only answer so many emails in a day with all the other things that you can do. But until you reach the level where hundreds or thousands of people are emailing you every day, answer those emails, answer every single one because that one email, that one reply, that could absolutely be the thing that turns that reader who really likes your book into a super fan. Holy crap, the author actually emailed me back. I sent her an email to tell her I love her books and she replied and asked me what my favorite character was. Holy crap, right? That's, <laughs> Definitely. that's not something that as a kid, imagine if you'd gotten a real reply, not the form letter that's like, thank you for reaching out to the R.A. Salvatore fan club. Here's a picture of Bob, you know, with his dog. And you'd be like, that was <laughs> yeah. really nice. Yeah. But, you know, it, if, you'd actually gotten, if you'd gotten a real reply that he'd written out and said, hey, I'm so glad uh, you like the book. Here's a picture of me. It'd be framed you know, and, on the wall. Oh my God. Right. Right. You would absolutely frame that letter. And you would, you, if you weren't already a super fan, you would absolutely become a super fan. And so for those new authors that are just starting to put their work out into the world mm -hmm. and you're just start building that newsletter early because you want to build that direct connection. If you create a Facebook fan page, that's great. You create a group on Facebook, but the problem is if you get everybody to follow you over there, then Facebook is the one who owns the relationship between you and your reader. Every post that you make, you're basically asking Facebook permission, please show this to my fans so that they can see it. And that's not what you want. You want 
the, the ability for indies to actually create real connections with readers is something that has never existed in the, the, the publishing world until now. And so as an indie, you know, be indie, be the kind who just like, you know what, I answer all my emails. If you email me, you're going to get a reply. Put that in the author note in the back of your book. Email me. Here's my address. Tell me how much you love my book. I love to hear so many times, so often we don't actually, we put these things out into the world mm -hmm. and then crickets. We don't hear anything. I know that people are buying them, right. but are they liking them? Yeah. Um, so for those few reviews, yeah, those emails, right. I mean, they are just fantastic. And what's funny is you, I, I actually got more emails than I got reviews. I didn't have a lot of people read my book. I don't want to give the impression that there's like, there's just gobs. I was a bestseller or anything, but I got more emails from people than I ever got reviews. And I think part of that is there's a certain kind of person who is willing to go and, and publicly leave a review on something and put it out there. Mm -hmm. um, to me, it's, it's, I mean, and those are valuable because those reviews are incredibly valuable social proof to other readers who are trying to decide whether or not this book is something that they would like. But to me, getting that email, getting that, that kid, that 15 year old kid who emails you and tells you how much they love your book. Um, that is so worth it. Uh, what's really funny is, so my best friend, he, uh, he was one of the first ones to read my books. And I, I never told anybody that I was writing a book uh -huh. until after I'd actually published it because I didn't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a it's a common thing you hear among authors, oh, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Uh, especially with your first book, you know, you're gonna like I've read it 28 times, but if I read it 29, I'm gonna catch that typo that I missed. <laughs> um, but yes. when you finally put it out into the world, um, my best friend uh, he had read the books and and he really liked them. He told me what he thought about them. His son is now 12 years old, and he sent me a picture the other day of his son had picked up because I'd sent him a copy of the trilogy in paperback. His son had picked up the book and had started reading it, which he sent me the picture and he's like smiling, reading the book, you know, and it's a, it's a totally cute picture. And uh, it was wonderful because he sends me along. He says, he says, guess who's reading your book? And then he writes me a quote. And he's like, dad, have you read this? This is a great book. Oh my and I was like, like, could you ask for a better compliment? Right. And that's what I thought until he got to the end of the book. And then he gets, he sends me a text. He goes, Sebastian finished your book and puts it down. And he goes, man, I thought Harry Potter was good. And I thought, oh. well, I oh. mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think the kid's wrong, but I'll take it. I'm going to yeah. take it. You're right. That but, that's one of those, but that's one of those things that I've heard uh, authors who've been around for a long time and have been writing books for years and decades, even in traditional publishing, you never know who is going to be the one who finds, who picks up your book even that book that you think is terrible, right? That first book, that first oh, series God, that I wrote, yeah. it's not very good. Like you don't know how people are going to respond to that. And so put yourself out there, put your email in that, that field, put that newsletter sign up in there mm -hmm. because you want to hear from those people when they find you and fall in love with you. Oh yeah. I mean, it is, to me, it is those emails that you never know when you email someone. I've always, especially with COVID and everything else, I've had some hard years and I thought, you know, I want to be the nice person. I write Noble Bright too. So I yeah. like to inspire, inspire hope. And so I always try to pay it forward. And yeah, you never know what kind of day the person on the other end is going to be having. Sure. And I always like to, yeah, it's the one I, there are so many emails I remember that people have sent to me either because it was a bad day or because you could tell how much the book touched them that it then, you know, I felt when you were talking about the kid, you know, you get those tingles and you're like, right. Yeah, this is, I say I write because I have these stories in my head and I love the characters and I love the challenge of telling the story, but man, you know, 
it's those emails, those, those words of encouragement when someone else connects with you and could love something you created. You're like, yeah, this is why I do it. It is why we all do it. it and um, there's a, there are abilities now for you to, to forge those direct connections like never before. And yeah. so that's, I try to get authors to, to do that because that's one of the most beautiful parts about being an indie is, is really being able to actually talk to those readers and find those people who do love your books. Absolutely. And there's so, okay, so we, we haven't even touched on print codes, which are something we have, I have a conference coming up. I'm hoping to actually use print codes for the first yeah, time this fall. I know that I would be my second. That would be my second feature that I love that, that not a lot of authors use. The ones who use it, use the crap out of it because yeah. it is, so for those who don't, so what print codes let you do is generate a unique code, a batch of unique codes that you can literally, you don't have to print them, but that's what we designed them for uh -huh. so that you could print out, you know, 500 bookmarks or 500 postcards. And each of them has an individual unique code on the back that you can then give to a reader. So it's, it's, it's being able to carry your eBooks in your pocket and take them with you and give somebody, Oh, Hey, I think you would love my book. Here's a free copy. And they go to a website, they type in that little code. And then once they get their book, that code is dead and no one else can use it. Right. So it's a unique code. That's just for one person. Um, and that actually came about because authors, we had so many authors that were emailing us and they were all going to a big conference and they couldn't, um, they couldn't actually take enough books on the airplane, right? Oh, so they, could, they couldn't pack the books in because if you're taking paperbacks everywhere, um, and then what they heard from, from years past, they'd actually heard from readers who had told them that as much as they love going to these conferences, by the end of the, the show, they had so many paperback books that they actually had to leave some behind in the hotel room because they couldn't pack them all home. And so we were like, oh, hey, wouldn't it be awesome if you could give somebody an ebook, right? That they can go and get on their own time when they get on their smartphone on their way home, or they can just pick it up when they get home. Yeah. So that was where print codes came about. I tell people that that BookFunnels roadmap, our development roadmap is always set by our authors. When they're emailing us and asking us for features, we collate all that stuff together. And we go, you know what? That's a really cool idea. How, how long would it take to build that? We could build that. And so then we often built it and print codes was one of those things. So you're going to a conference? Yes. So, yeah. So I've, I live in Vermont and they have a, they've met, I've paid, I've paid since 2020, March, 2020 was supposed to be the conference. So now it's going to be October, 2021. Yay. It's, it's <laughs> confirmed. And I am going to, I want to use them because the neat thing is, I mean, I, I've been to a Comic-Con a little one and used a QR code for what is a free ebook on book funnel, you know, you just, scan it and take it but this way if i have a book that i'm selling i can still give away a free copy as like a benefit for coming to the store to the show so Absolutely. i'm so excited and since we talked last i also created a bundle for my own series a, a eight book series so you go wow. and you pick up book one now for free but when you get to book one you get to see all the other covers below it and they go right. to all the sales pages like you told me there are such good features I, I feel like you could do mentoring like this is how you use book funnel but you're probably <laughs> already busy enough that you don't need to have like a mentoring aspect to your day of all right let me step you through all the features in book funnel okay good next person but so well, I if you catch if you catch me at a conference that's usually the kind of talk that I give is, uh, that's fantastic. Is just talking through not just the, the it's, it's not like a feature by feature list of book funnel it's really more of the um, what we see authors using book funnel for that mm -hmm. are like wow that's a really cool idea that's not something that we had thought of yeah. you know one of the best things that you see as a developer is 
developing some product or some idea that you think is going to be used for X and then people grab it and they use it for X, Y, and Z. Um, and you go, wow, that's a really cool idea. I hadn't even thought about that when I built it. Yes. And so it's neat to see what authors are doing. So if you catch me at a conference and, and you come to see one of my talks, oh, a lot yeah. of that is what I talk about is, is what those, uh, what some of those authors that are, that are really using BookFunnel to its full effectiveness, the kinds of tricks and, and things that they're doing that are just really, really neat ideas that you probably haven't thought of before. Yes. Well, I, I will definitely, um, I want to, I'm going to look for my conference schedule now that like the world is slowly maybe returning to normal. Opening back up a little. Oh, yeah. Or if you want to come to Vermont in October, which is gorgeous, there's a <laughs> fantasy, come on, a fantasy book show and fair. Uh, it'll be really fun. So <laughs> that's awesome. you want to do a road trip. Oh, thank you. I, I could talk to you all day about fantasy writing and books and dragons and book funnel, of course. But is there yes. any other special tip you want to give anyone before we uh, before I let you go back to answering being one of the five people in book funnel answering questions and emails? Um, no, I mean, like just new features, we have audiobooks out there. So we haven't even really talked about audiobooks, but that has, has really gotten huge. It's, it's audiobooks are sort of now where ebooks were back in 2011. And they're just like, like a hockey stick. They're just shooting up like crazy. And so we built out audiobooks so that authors would have the same power with their ebooks, with their audiobooks that they, that BookFunnel has given authors with their ebooks. You can sell them direct from your website. You can give away free copies. You can do short, um, you can do short like novella length audio. You can give those away. And all those things that we talked about, bundles and print codes and group promos and themes, all that stuff, anything you can do with your ebook on BookFunnel, you can now do with audiobooks and short audio as well. So we've, that's really been our, our push since the beginning of the year because that's a, it's a whole new thing for us. You know, we're still building out all the ebook features and we're always working on stuff, but now, as we build new features going forward, they're basically going to entail eBooks and audiobooks and every everything in between. Yeah, I, there I'm jealous. I signed up exclusive with ACX when they first started and yeah. have uh, six books with them. And now like, I see what you guys have doing. I'm like, darn it, how do I get over there instead of where I'm at? I don't know, we'll have to, I'll have to we'll start reading my ACX. You, you can check your ACX. Yeah, no, no, no. Most ACX contracts, they, they changed it to 90 days now, but uh, it used to be one year. So if you've been in there for longer than one year, you oh, can yeah. actually request to be removed from the exclusivity. And just take my book with me? And just take your book with you. Thank you. See, you full of tips. <laughs> I'm going to go check into that. That's my next assignment now that I got a, a bundle page up for my one series. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> we talked about bundles the last time that we talked, but that, that one didn't get recorded. So you guys missed out on that one. But yeah, yes, so sorry. Now, every time we... Every time we chat, I'm going to give you a to-do list. You can just walk away and, and, you know, go off with your stickies. All right. I'm going to, yeah, well, that'll be funny. Jesper will laugh when he hears that because he hates my stickies. They make him run away <laughs> screaming. <laughs> I'm just going to start, though, uh, I'm going to start, like, just scheduling with you, like, every month. Like, hey, you got free time? Let's chat. <laughs> Let's have a sticky chat. Let's have a sticky chat. We could talk dragons, I swear. Oh, thank you <laughs> so much. I love BookFunnel and all the features. And if and if there is an author who has not heard of BookFunnel, there will be a link in the show notes. Please go check it out because it is a fantastic way of delivering books and selling books and audiobooks now and joining giveaways. I mean, then that's only just like scraping the surface of what you guys are offering. Yeah, you can find us at bookfunnel.com. And if you have any questions, even if you're not a bookfunnel user, you can email help at bookfunnel.com. Our people are really knowledgeable on, of course, everything bookfunnel, but also really just kind of everything self-publishing. We, we get lots of questions that have absolutely nothing to do with bookfunnel whatsoever. 
we get we get questions from authors should i be in ku should i be wide we get questions <laughs> from readers about like what 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 ipad should i buy which one which e-reader is the best like we get we get the craziest questions sometimes and it's and i always tell we tell our people like answer them if you have an answer answer them even if it's just your personal opinion oh i like the ipad because you can read on all these different apps or whatever but whatever it is we help all kinds of people so if you have any questions send us an email we're always there i you guys are brilliant thank you so much david and i really appreciate it and i know this is the recording that's going to work <laughs> if not i don't know what we're going to do on take four we're just going to have like a karaoke sing-off or something Sounds good to me. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day and thank you once again. Thank you for having me. All right. Next week, we are going to have Jesper back and we're going to do one of our famous top 10 worst lists. So come back and see us then. If you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on Patreon.com slash AmWritingFantasy. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday.